This is the Whitetail Experience Podcast. This is your host, Byron Horton, and we have got a treat for you guys today. Uh, I feel a good combination of deer talk, turkey talk, time of year, wrapping up some sheds, and then talking some big woods. We have uh, one of Dave's buddies, Rick, in here, who's been a successful big woods hunter for both deer and turkey, and he kind of is knows more about birds than Dave and I, that's for sure. So it was good to have him in and give some reference on a few things. We talked trail cams. I mean, this is a good, enough turkey talk, but still deer-focused podcast because that's what I'm about. Uh, hope you guys are doing well out there and having a good spring. If you're going to pick up any custom gear, enter code WEXP at checkout. The other thing I wanted to mention is I did put out a YouTube video on working out and, and deer hunting, and if that benefits you, Got a great response from the general public. A lot of good comments from some, some high-caliber individuals, including Andy May, I might add. But uh wanted to uh, say thanks to that. Uh, I hesitated doing that video. Probably something I would not have done year one of Whitetail Experience, but felt confident enough to do it at this point. Appreciate you guys. Team Harder and Bucks. Enjoy the podcast. See you. He used to bodybuild, actually. Yeah, I, I did. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I did, I did a little amateur stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are live. Used to be fake tanned up and everything. Oh, buddy. And you, you actually use a Pam cooking spray to get the wood. Okay, we what? can't start a podcast like that. We got a we got a we got a shed on the table that dwarfs like the the 150 class buck that Dave found, and then Rick all of a sudden brings over these mega bucks that we don't know about. I mean, shit. This is a shed cast. Are we so, live already? Yeah, we are live. Oh, I think we're we're doing doing oh no, we're going to start it. With the Pam spray. We're going to start it with that. We're starting it with the Pam spray. And uh, <laughs> if, if you're listening with kids around, uh, this is not a kid-friendly podcast. They never are. Um, anything else we need to say? Um, I mean, probably a lot we could say, but <laughs> we'll just keep her PG for the intro. <laughs> yeah, so you found, uh, Rick is joining There's us. fucking fly in here that's going to bug his shit Stop, Dave. This whole goddamn podcast. I can't. He's going to fly on this one fly. It's no, focus up. Rick is joining us. That is the voice people probably do not uh, yeah. recognize. Yeah, if you guys hear this southern twang over here, this is, I'm Rick. his name's Rick. He's, uh... <laughs> I went to high school with him. Yeah, he's we, we uh, played ball together. Yeah, we played baseball together. He's um, he's he's hunted forever. He's actually a much more experienced and much more passionate turkey hunter. Ridiculous. Um, than Byron and I are. So uh, we could even dive into that a little bit. It'd be timely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe we'll dive into that, and then. Um, uh, but yeah, so he's on the podcast now. He's local here, obviously. And um, Jokecast might be filming too. with us next year. I hope potentially. Okay. Yeah, he wanted to come talk about that. Put him on that. the stop. Yeah, he right wanted there. to come talk. <laughs> Why did you pull the step bit out of the koozie? Probably I was in the koozie. I'm gonna use that thing later. Doesn't fit. That, 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 that's my koozie, or that's yours. We left it here forever. Yeah. For like three years. This well, I left that TV too. Oh, this is my step bit. I'm gonna have we, to get one of those hard-earned beers for you guys from you guys. No, the little koozie guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know where they're at. I don't think it'll fit my Bud Light Next can. <laughs> oh, God. This is, this is so, Rick, how did skin. you end up with a Bud Light Next? I gotta ask. No, I haven't I haven't drank in quite a while, and I get bloated, and, uh, yeah, dad, they, dad life problems, right? Okay. Old, older man problems, I guess. You got kids? I, I have stepkids. Okay, yeah. yeah, so those will keep you So, good. you saw those Bud Light Next. I've seen those going yeah. around. They're, I actually got to taste a sample of it at Kroger the other day. That was random. 
I got a sample there, sampling, and I was like, "Yeah, sure. I, I took a sample." When I, was there, they, <laughs> I took a like, drink. I, I like, can drink while I'm grocery shop. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I took a drink of that. She's like, "What's thick?" And I was like, "Ah, it tastes like shit." <laughs> <laughs> it's so light and fuzzy. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if this is for me. I said maybe one and done. And then in the booth right next to her had like margarita samples oh, with like three different flavors. They had regular. Margarita, strawberry, and mojito. I took all three of those. Yeah. I was like, this might not be a bad grocery trip. It's <laughs> starting strong. <laughs> what was the best marg? Uh, the regular. I like a classic Dude, the regular strawberry, line marg. The, the strawberry one was no. tart. tart. <laughs> like with a capital T. <laughs> Dave, what is, what is your uh, summer beer of choice? Because that was something we were going to talk about on the podcast. Oh, that's, that's such a difficult question. Because it, it, I'm very, like, loose on beers I drink. I change it up all the time. I never have, like... I mean, Bush Light's been tried and true for a long time. Now it's becoming a little too popular. I might have to change that up. Switched to the Millers here recently because they don't mess up my stomach as bad. When I, you know... You're drinking 25 beers, you can get... That's why I like Miller Light, is it, <laughs> it, it is easy on my stomach. Yeah. And then... Um, Summertime though, if I were going to say like a relaxing in summer day, if I want like um, like a Corona esque is what you're meaning. Yeah. Um, I like the Land Sharks. Oh, sure, we best. had those last time I was over. Yeah, the Land Sharks. If you get a lime, you know, and, and drop it in there. Um, Bud Light limes are good. And Bud Light limes go down really fast. They do. I'm one and done on those. I got a I got a weird aftertaste the next day if I drink too many of them. I can see that. Um, the Land Sharks are my my favorite then. Yeah, Bud Light Lime was one of my first beers I, I ever sipped on, I think. They're delicious, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And then, I don't know, um, did, wasn't there like a Bud Light Lemonade? Yeah, I was big into those like you last those? summer. <laughs> we were out there golfing, and I was like, dude, this is like a lemonade. <clears throat> now, uh, Nikki drinks those Trulies, and then the, the, the Lemonade Trulies, they're, they're not too bad. Okay. I would, I would drink some of those in the summer day. For sure, the lemonade ones, not black cherry. That's the worst. Mm. Who likes black cherry anything? <laughs> like, that is a valid question. <laughs> it's like there's, there's there's nothing good in, in the flavor of black cherry ever in existence. Yeah. Now uh, back on deer talk, I gotta uh, ask Rick a question. <laughs> yeah. When did you find this mega shed? Uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Two weekends ago. Uh, did you know about the deer? I did not. Um, do you have... Actually, from an area I had, a, I got trail cam pics on my phone. I was just showing Dave. I mean, we got like a a super super big guy, yeah, probably upper one nineties. Yeah, uh, it was a camera I put out like uh, October first, and uh, let it sit all year. It was an area I felt was going to be good, and uh, I don't know why I didn't trust my gut. Yeah. I had like a big ten point on there, uh, another fourteen pointer. I got video of him. January 23rd was the last one, so I'm really hoping he made it nice. through, and uh, I'm probably going to press in. And The and one he has, dude, is like Booner, like, you don't even have to look at it, like Booner, but how much bigger the Booner is. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's, it's, it, it well, could be one. We said the beam's 25-ish. That's this, this one. That's not a well, yeah, this, other, this other one is, uh, he's got like, I don't know, maybe 10-inch yeah. brows, split, three mm -hmm. ways. But this thing right here, dude, this is... The, the shed I'm holding to people who are listening, I mean, it's 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 got a 25-inch beam. And it's crazy because it comes out to the two, and then it goes forward like a, like like, a SOB. Yeah. Like, oh. it is, there's like... There's like, yeah, 
After 13, the, 15 inches of time that goes straight forward, it looks like. Yeah. Oh. See, this deer is almost more impressive, though. I know that guy's got mega brows, but, yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm holding this one. Yeah. He's got stuff going everywhere. He's got one so. that's got, like, a million points. I pulled a pretty good cam last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, last weekend, yeah, we were yeah, here. And I don't know if, uh, I tried to, like, size it up if that guy is that shed or not. Hmm. It's really tough to say. Because he runs could, out, he runs out. Could of the, be, kind of got that. He, he runs out of the frame so quick, and yeah. I've, like, slowed it down. And I don't think it is. I Look at know. that forward-leaning four. I do see the forward-leaning four, but the forward-leaning four is way closer. But it doesn't have this that no, space Not a big gap. Yeah. The, the but it's a similar, is, The three is massive, though. Yeah. This is the same area as those? Yeah, yeah. i tell you what I think. Uh, so mile, he's got three giants. Down the road, what maybe? kind of camera are you running? I run all kinds. I uh, that one was off the Black Ops, Black Ops, the Browning Black, Black Ops. Yeah, Browning Black. That, that's one of my favorite yeah. like budget cams. Yeah. Um, we bought some budget cams last year, and it's great to have in field, and they're they're semi ish reliable. But like the quality of the pick, I'm starting to be in, and one a couple of them went failure on night mode. That's uh, what happens with mine. Uh, now I'm using it for turkey hunting. Those dark ops. Yeah. So yeah. I've had pretty good luck with the dark ops not failing on me. Yeah. But like some of these Myers cams like i'm not they'll be rotated out yeah i'll probably pick up some some brownings I, i've been testing the browning the alpha cam um a couple of those like 80 dollars that used to be 100 ish bucks yeah, yeah. cams and I'm, I'm always looking for that best i don't know budget performance level how many cams <clears throat> you run rick uh i'm going to run about six this year okay nice uh, but i run about that's a good th- number. I, run, I run three for turkey season Jesus, we're Very, talking turkey uh, season I mean, cam. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I have, well, what do you need a cam for turkey my, season for? My tactics are, are unbelievable. In turkey. We're going to get to that. We'll yeah, circle back. To, that's a, so you like about six cams. Yeah, I like that number. It's not, um, it's because manageable, you can get them in the areas you want to be. Now, um, so, yeah, and then you're not like, you're not stretching yourself too thin. You're not like spending, you know, because we have families and kid lives, you know, so it's like. If I got a, a good half a day to go scouting, you know, I, I don't want to spend that tr- tracking down a hundred million cams. You know, I just want to, I want to go scout and grab, grab my cameras. But like, and realistically during season, how many cameras are you using to, to like, like scout your way into hunts anyways? You're not, yeah. you're not doing that with, you know, yeah, you might run 20 cameras, but you're not like scouting your way in, checking cameras. Like I own all roughly 20 but and how I, many do you use during season? Like right. during season, you might use like five. Like so, so you're not you're not wrong there because like I started the net right. And I, let's call it I had 15 out and a couple at the house, and season started rolling. I narrowed it in and like just the other day I pulled seven cams. Six were there in an area that I only touched one time in October. Pulled a card and hunted it one time. Didn't see the sign I was looking for. Didn't have any good ones on there. An abandoned ship. Yeah. Pulled the, the lot, which was, I don't know, there were you know, two sections or whatever. Pulled the lot. I had some good bucks that if I'd have known about, I'd have probably spent a little more time in there, uh, no doubt. But, but there's just you know, just like you said, you know, realistically. But if those are cell cams. It's nice to have all those cameras and have them sitting out there soaking, mm-hmm. but you're not like you're not hunting with those cameras necessarily. You're learning now. I'm praying next year. You know, it's nice. To, it is nice to have a bunch of cameras to have some long term soakers. Yeah, you know. But realistically, I'm only using like I, I think I, I have like seven. 
And like usually I got like three of them that are like long term soakers that I really mess with the whole entire year. Yeah. And the other four I'm kind of look checking and moving and moving around and checking and you know. And I like the fact now that I've got an army of cameras, like even at my small piece, I used to only run one camera because I don't want to waste two cameras on 18 acres. Yeah. But now I can run one in the bottom on the scrape and I can run one closer to like my food plot that is like a solid C minus. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but I get what, I get totally different deer. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it does get to show it, you. It's really nice to have to, you know, to, to be able to burn a cam and then put up a cam a hundred yards away as a grow flies because. And then sometimes if you like got an area or scouting out, you, you're scouting out this area, and you're like, man, this area's looking nice, but I'm just not really finding like a like a for sure scrape or like a for sure creek crossing. Like a, I'm not finding like a, like a great cam spot. The A plus spot. You, you're not find, you, If you can't find it, you can hang two, and you're like, okay, I can hang <clears> two <throat> within. I can hang two cameras within a hundred yards. Yeah. You know, and they'll have completely different deer, but it really. Sometimes that helps you find, like, you know, you know, you always talk mm-hmm. about the spot within the spot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes hanging, like, a couple cameras in the, in a tight quarters like that to let you know. You know, you might hang a camera on one trail that you think is the trail you want to hunt on. You might hang the cameras on another trail that, you know, you, so you might hang, tra- you know, like, so you got two cameras right there. You know the spot's good. One camera, you let those two cameras soak the whole year, you never even look at them. One camera has got those on it all day long because that's the trail you were going to hunt but the other trail that you threw the camera on has got all the daylight bucks on it mm-hmm. you know and now you let those or a higher it. percentage of daylight bucks it's like no brainer where to be and it's just like you know you sometimes you gotta find the spot within the spot you know and running having an abundance of trail cameras can can kind of you know you yeah. can figure that out yeah it's funny i was talking this week to chad from exodus jake bush and i think both conversations we got on the b plus or the B minus trail cam spot that all of a sudden you pull at the end of the year, you're like, holy shit, this was a good trail cam to put <laughs> that's, out. That's what I was doing. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, that one soaked all season. Yeah. I went in and got it um, just about three weeks ago, and uh, I was disappointed I didn't hunt that spot. Well, that's probably did, did the you case. put it up thinking this is like an okay spot. Well, I, I, I knew. I mean, it was shredded. I mean, I, I seen the sign, and the problem was is the access was really hard. Um, it, it's a quarter mile in. Yeah. And it's a long walk. A lot of mornings we wake up, and it, we're too tired to hit that walk. And I had some pre-hung sets, and I was like, I'm just going to climb into that easy stand because I don't have to carry anything. You know? Yeah. And I, I you know, got, got caught being lazy, I guess. That's you sure. I regret it. Zoe and I one time, running back to the truck, Threw this camera up on this like willy nilly scrape midsummer. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my best cams of the year for just catching a few bucks, hitting that scrape. Understood some daylight movement. Like it, it was like a few of these B minus cams. You pull them and they're like, "Fuck, this is the best cam in the area." <laughs> yeah. it, I, well, like, and then, or is it the best cam in the area because because you haven't been in there? That's probably fucking with it. No, no, no. Uh, all cams being equal, I would put all these out, and I either check them all or maybe the the one both scenarios I didn't get to until the end of the season, and like okay, going up to cam one, ah, oh, this is the good cam. Okay. Going up to cam two, this is the the pretty good cam. Yeah, that's what you're saying. And then I get to the B minus cam, I pull this, whatever. I get back to the house, I'm like, oh shit, the B minus cam had all the bucks, <laughs> or uh, you know, better. It's funny how often that happens. Um, I don't know if we overthink it, but... Uh, yeah, and I think some of them long-term soakers can fool you because the fact that you let it soak for so long and you weren't intruding that area mm-hmm. is probably the reason why you got some of those picks. Sure. You know, it can be, you know. Can, yeah. Do you best, especially it depends on your access and stuff. 
That's why I kind of like doing doing the water thing when I can, you know. Yeah, nowadays. you've been doing a little bit of. Because you, you're it, really, it's just because of the ground set. Yeah, it's like such a, I don't know, it's a factor, um, not talked about enough. Yeah, like how much ground like, set you put down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, yeah, it's it's when I figured out that those deer know I was there, mm-hmm. even if they didn't come through that morning. Yeah. yeah. My small <clears throat> parcel hunting went way better. And I started taking my running gun stuff so much different where uh, standing there for 10 minutes, picking your next 30 yards of walking, picking yeah. that tree, it's at a distance. It's well, yeah. And if you can find like a like a, like a a rut spot that's like accessible by water, sure. you can hunt it over and over and over again. And you're not, you're, you're not hurting it, you know. Whereas most other spots, most other rut spots, I got some big wood saddles, I got these big woods hogbacks that I could go to and hunt great rut spots. But you can't just go there over and over again. You're just going to blow out way too much with your ground scent and with your scent in general. Yeah. Whereas if you can access these, these water spots, you can just come in 100 yards off of the water, 100 yards back, you're straight lining, you're beelining, one track in, one track out, you know, and no ground scent. Basically, you're in there like a ghost. Yeah. Every hunt. Yeah. You know? If I had a private piece with like four-wheel pass, I would 100% e-bike the shit out of it. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Of that factory, even passing through there, one you're not touching the ground. Yeah. And then two, like you're just through there so much minimally because you're you're so much faster. Yeah. You're floating. And the um, equipment smell doesn't deter deer. No, no. When it's I go, a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. When I go out there to my my piece, I I carry a leaf blower. Yeah. I'm letting it run. Just Everything wrong. has heard me for a quarter mile. If they smell gas and stuff, they they heard it. Hopefully yeah. and. You know, it's not astonishing that there's boot print or boot smell, human smell plus gas. It pulls. It, sometimes it pulls them in, even. Yeah. Which we're not not pulls them in directly right then and there, but like if you go out to your place and say say we were go out there tomorrow with some chainsaws, and do a little bit of hinge cutting, drop a couple big beech trees, mm-hmm. etc., and we were to, were to throw trail cameras up on the freshly ground that we just tore up especially if those trees got poison ivy they would the, them, them, them deer would be in there tonight yeah yeah absolutely it's like it's like they're almost weirdly drawn to some of that stuff it's like they want to investigate you know like like you know if you ever hunt like some of these public land pieces that kind of butt up to like the backs of houses some of the best deer trails are like not far off of these people's like backyards and stuff it's like they want to like stay with they want to stay within eye shot and ear shot of these of these like these people or these residents you know like they want to like keep tabs on the people you know so it's like they hear they hear all that ruckus over there they're like okay i want to keep tabs on this i want to see what the hell's going on over there and so they wait till their safety of darkness and they go over there and check it out you know it's like i don't know i don't know i guess it's like a keep your uh, friends closer. close enemies closer yeah that's exactly yeah. what it seems like that they do now rick you were saying you use trail cams for turkeys absolutely okay uh <laughs> one i wouldn't even know where to start yeah just, just hang them one foot off the ground yeah, like, tell, <laughs> yeah give me a 101 what how All do you right. use your, your trail cams for turkeys okay i hunt public land and what i've figured over the years is um calling the turkeys just flat out doesn't work public land gobblers they got you figured out they don't gobble they go quiet so what i do is when i roost how many birds have you killed in the last uh, 10 years you're talking to two guys that combine i mean i'm I'm not that great oh okay (laughs) i lead off to be like i'm a good hunter i've killed four turkeys okay 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 so uh uh, so, yeah yeah you're about double david (laughs) it's it's a lot of trial and error but this is something that i've been doing the last couple years is um 
I go in in the morning, uh, preseason. I find out where the birds are roosting. They're gobbling. Mm -hmm. uh, usually when they fly down, they start their strut. They have their strut zones. Uh, it's usually at the top of a, a ridge. Uh, down where I hunt, there's a lot of old like logging ridges. There's like four-wheeler trails on the top. Mm -hmm. They're cleared, usually five foot wide. I hear where they're roosted. They fly down. They usually strut for a little while, get three or four gobbles out of them. Well, if you call to them, they don't, they don't respond. They want you to come to them, you know. The woods being so open early season, um, you, you don't stand a chance. And they work off into these fields. So what I did is I now, now when I hear them preseason, I go in to where they were off the, off the, the, the logging roads. I'll set a camera up. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there's probably three or four ridges, and I'll go and set all my cameras up on these ridges, and just I'll set it as like a, like almost like a, a time lapse mode, okay? okay? Because they'll strut and they won't gobble; they just spit drum, okay? And you can't hear that if you're not close sure. at all. So, so what I'm doing is time lapse. I'll set it for you know take a picture every five minutes. A couple hours go by. I go in. I pull my camera. And I check. I see what's there in, in the silence, mm. and uh, that that gives me like, uh, okay, they're on this ridge. They're, this is their strut zone. Does there have to be a height, uh, a trail of some sort for them to do that on, or do you... uh, not necessarily? Yeah. I'll, I'll usually go like uh, I usually find a roost tree. Yeah, uh, and I a lot of times I'm... they they strut close to that. So so the bird I shot last year, and I don't. Let, keep in mind, I don't know how to turkey. So what's a, a roost tree? Just a just a big tree with horizontal limbs. Uh, it can be. It's different. I've, I mean, I've seen them in little spindly tree limbs like this that you wouldn't even think would hold a twenty-five pound turkey, and they're they're up there. Uh, I I don't know. I I think I, I like to think that I find the roost trees. Uh, <laughs> usually, just pines. You oh, know, pines. I'll find, I'll find the pines. I, I kicked a couple birds out of pines yeah. at like nine thirty in the morning. Like, shouldn't you have been down on the ground? I mean, horizontal limbs, clearly. Yeah, yeah, usually down like off a knob, off mm -hmm. a ridge. You'll go down off a knob, and if there's like a group of five or six pines, that's fire. Okay. That's where they're at. See, yeah. I learned something right now. Yeah, and they'll, they'll <laughs> usually, for me, they'll they'll fly down towards the ridge, and that's their little little strut zone. So so this bird I shot was on a, a point, kind of like a, a, a mini little flat that yeah. kind of went out into the bigger bowl system, okay. and he was out there just going back and forth, and I thought, uh, I still hunted up to him and shot him, <laughs> um, which I believe is an underrated tactic. Because I'm like, dude, how many times have I been... Dude, you saw the video. I scooped the shed and videoed birds at 25 yards. And if I'd have been, like, turkey hunting, no doubt could have shot them. Yeah. Well, I bumped that same group, like, three times that whole scout. Yeah, the whole... But in, but you got to figure out if it's a tom or a hen. Okay, and I'm a little bit colorblind, so I have a handicap hey, there. the... the, the, the <laughs> it's not. It's People not like, that look distinct. Look for the red head. Yeah. No, it's, it's not it's that distinct. Not that distinct. It's not just all bright ass Mario colors out there. <laughs> blue Mario and red. It's not that like bright. <laughs> no. It's just not. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So that honestly, that is yeah. like one. I'm not the best caller. I've been mm -hmm. practicing way more after the elk trip. Um, yeah. You know, we've been working the mouth calls as we drive. Yeah. But. Um, that is my tactic, essentially. Like, I scout in the, the off-season, so I know where I've seen some birds. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'm kind of like, well, I'll start there. And if they shut up, I'm just still hunting towards where I last heard, or yeah. heard them. Because yeah. I've seen so many birds in that 30 to 40-yard mark when I'm shed hunting, scouting, and I'm not stealth mode. Yeah. <laughs> i got to think I can make that 30-yard shot like I did last year again. Yeah. Where I come up and... I'm taking three steps and stopping. I'm pretty disciplined when I when I still hunt. 
Um, I wonder if they're because um, they yeah. can't see shit when you're 18 inches off the ground or two feet. That's true, and then sometimes in like in in the scouting season, like earlier on in the in the spring, you they're they're in big groups still. I, I feel like yeah, they are. You know, yeah. and then come turkey season, they kind of get more dispersed. But uh, I don't know if that's like a, a I don't know which one's better. Yeah. Like if you were going to be like still hunting turkeys, like is it like would would it be easier to still hunt a group because they're just like there's a group of them, there's a bunch of shit going on, they don't know what's happening, they kind of have some safety. In I would say one and done, one set of eyes. So you'd rather you'd rather go after one set of eyes. That's the one I killed. Yeah, no, I don't know if that means. I anything. just don't know because yeah. you know you got like a big herd of them and they're just like they're just like all just fucking around with each other just. Clucking away. <laughs> yeah. So do you check your cams at like opening day and see uh, where yeah, all the Yeah, my, my cameras are only soaking for like six hours. Okay. I mean, literally, I'll just, it, like the day before season. So it, it opens on Saturday this year. So Friday morning, I'll go in, I'll hear a couple birds gobbling. I'll think, I'll pick on Onyx where the where the ridge is, that I think. Okay. And then I'll go in, I'll set my cameras up because they done worked off. Mm-hmm. I will go in and just see if they came back to that area later in the day or what time. I mean, it gives me a time frame on these quiet sure. birds because they're, they're just, they're so call shy. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got to believe that. Once these guys start calling to them, they shut up. And, and I've, I've had so many toms that just come in, strutted up, and they don't gobble one bit. So you're just out there chilling all day. Just I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all about patience and just trusting in the process. It's, you got to find your, your niche that works for you and just trust it. Okay. Okay. Um, do you move a lot or are you kind of like sitting your, your you know, best couple of spots? <laughs> I, I have my areas where I know there's turkey and I yeah. will I will sit. I'm a sitter. You're a sitter. Yeah, I will okay. sit until my ass is sore. Yeah. <laughs> what, time, what time frame in the morning have you killed? Uh, um, is there any sort of reference as far as, oh, I've killed a lot of my birds between 9.30 and 10. Yeah, or, I've, or I've, never, I've never killed one off the roost, but it's usually in just the known strut zone that I uh, have heard them. And uh, usually about nine, nine to ten. So that's like um, that's two hours after. Yeah. Legal. Yeah, by nine o'clock, I'm on my way home. Cause yeah, I see a lot of guys. <laughs> a lot of that's when they shut up though. That's when they really nine. stop. That's when they stop gobbling. So we killed like late that one morning. Dave yeah, and we did together. kill late that day. It was probably eleven the, o'clock. I just showed him the video. Was yeah. that your double? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was like eleven o'clock. And that and was late season too. They didn't. They didn't speak. Yeah. Uh, they just came in. And uh, the only lesson we had learned that year is we had one hammering off the roost. And yeah. he came right the first 30 minutes of the day, like came down this logging road. Dave and I said, he'll come out to this field and get on these decoys. And he's coming, right? Yeah. Well, he did. He hammered right behind us. I'm with the camera shaking. And Dave's right behind me. Oh, he's coming. He's, he's right there. He's right here. We both see him. Yeah. And uh, then he flew. <laughs> he flew. He flew to another area. <laughs> and like, we're like, what? He took like, off. Yeah. Of the, we were on like the point of like a little ridge. And he just... Flew away to like the next ridge. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> so we said, okay, next time we get a turkey behind us 30 yards, we're going Rambo on his ass and at least going <laughs> to fling some lead. He know? didn't even like, he wasn't spooked. He didn't see us. He, he just he flew. Just, he just wanted to go over there. So he flew over there. So meanwhile, Dave shoots this, this turkey. We're all pumped up and he looks up and here come two, two others. Same field. Yeah. They're like a thousand yards away in this like this open field. They're way onto the private, but like they're that's coming. where the other one came from. You know, yeah, so, this yeah. guy's coming. So we go right back to where we just shot one, and these two birds, instead of coming in front of us like the first one did, they come behind us. Dave goes, he tells me, they're behind me. He goes, on three, you stand up, and I'll roll to your shins, and that way the gun barrel will be past my head. I said, okay. And I one. just pointed the camera backwards. <laughs> it was a cell phone because the, the, cell camera phone, died. the camera died. and we didn't have any batteries. <laughs> nice. 
So he goes, one, two, three, and I stand up, and I swear I remember watching this bird like Neo from the Matrix, my shotgun show, because he's like 10 yards. And it was like, I pulled the trigger, and he just goes, nope, like past the barrel, and I knew I missed. So I just run, last of the Mohicans, and Dave's behind me, and uh, you know, I peek over the ridge, and he's sitting there 30 yards looking for his buddy, and I said, you're done. I don't know how you pulled the gun off for a second shot. That never happens. Dude, last of the Mohicans. They ran like... Sixty yards. Idiots. I'm fully convinced. They ran dude. like sixty yards. They didn't even run that far. Yeah, maybe so, not even that far. So right now, what's your number one turkey call? What are you what What are you going Slate? to? Oh no, I'm, I trust my mouth call? calls for sure. Yeah. I've been practicing way more. I I've been a box caller for years. Never fucked with the slate because I can never. Yeah. I never. I bought a good one, cracked it, and I said, "Fuck this noise." <laughs> it was field proven. I was like, "Field proven, my ass." Yeah. I rolled on it the first hunt of the year and broke it. I was like, "This ain't field proven." Yeah, we need to get him on Walt's calls. Yeah, he's been fucking. <laughs> he's been making them, man. Telling you, my best call is yeah. uh, uh, first turkey I killed. I took the wing off of it, yeah. right, and I duct taped the bottom and let it dry, and uh, a wing is what I use as your and as your striker. No, I, I use it to create wing noises. Um, so if a turkey's oh, on roost, instead of yelping to it, I will do like, uh, I don't even do a fly down cackle. I, I hit hit my arm. Yeah. And I hit the leaves. Yeah. And I don't even yelp or nothing. And I tell you what, if you're close enough to that bird, he will. Rick, this is the best podcast of my life. I'm already a better turkey on That turkey will come in on the stream. I swear, <laughs> yeah. you well, can bone? use the wing bone as a yelper. Yeah. Okay, okay. I've yeah. heard that. I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. I don't have a wing bone yet. I might do that on the next wing bone that I get. But uh, right now, I just carry. I mean, I carry a, a, an extra wing, yeah. and uh, I use the shit out of it. I I will uh, occasionally use it to brush the leaves, make yeah. make leaf noise. Uh, but I found that just natural noise, like turkeys, don't make a lot of noise in the woods they, they they got predators coming after them the more noise they make the more they gobble the more attention they draw to yeah. themselves so you have to almost on these public lands you have to just shut up and just sound like a turkey in the leaves looking for food because that's what they're doing i do a decent amount of scratching yeah yeah um i think it, mainly because i didn't trust my in the past my my box call or my uh or my partner in crime, Dave, calling. Yeah, my calls are great. <laughs> yeah, but they've been it. garbage. <laughs> you have a, you have a I'm like, you guys yeah. be out there scratching slate. I'm like, just rip this box. It's full. I got, I got my mouth call. I'll be raspy handing it up. But, <laughs> but see, the trouble with calls like that is, I think people feel the tendency to overcall. Yeah, and it's just it's well, unnatural. Yeah. And you you want to call more because you want that gobble. You want to hear that fired up Tom coming in. And you want the, that. Yeah. Only, that is not what works. That's the only fun of turkey hunting. Yeah. <laughs> so someone told me, <laughs> two, two people have given me some decent turkey advice. They said if, if they're still, okay, let me ask this. How can you tell if a turkey's up in the tree gobbling or on the ground gobbling? Because yeah. I'm like, he's over there, let's call it 100 to 400 yards. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't tell if he's up or down 20, you know, 20 feet different. Yeah. I, I, I can't. No, I can't either. Okay, in the big hills, You're supposed like, to be like tell by sound. The big hills, yeah, yeah. You don't know. like like people have told me, hey, if he's like uh, Garrett who shoots like seventy five turkeys a year between him and his friends, like mm-hmm. dude knows what he's doing. Well, obviously they they have like it's it's a little different lay of land too, and they have like specific roost trees. Yeah, they I think they can literally say like there's turkeys that roost in this tree, and they're going to drop off this field every fucking. But those morning. are field edge birds, though, right? They hunt farm country. Yeah, okay. they're, but, in the, they're in Illinois. But yeah. every year, those last breath TV kills like 75 turkeys. 
Yeah. Every year. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like if I had a turkey question, I'm going to call Garrett. Um, but he, he was telling me if they're, if they're up in the tree, yeah. don't call more than twice, I yeah. think, or don't call more than once. Yeah. If, if they respond one time. And he said, then wait, once they're on the ground, then call. But I'm like, I have very, I, I don't know how to tell if they're up in the tree exactly. or, or on the yeah, ground. Exactly. Is there a gray light, light situation? That Is there maybe? a time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, Rick, you're shaking your head. What, what are you thinking over there? I you're... know that if, 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 if it seems like the ground is still gray, that means predators can hide real easy. So I'm assuming they're up in the tree at that moment. Okay. Uh, I would until I can think that the ground is clear and I can visually see it myself. That's like half hour after yeah, legal. Absolutely. And okay. I've had I've had Tom stay up there till eight o'clock in the morning. Dude, it's it's all based on last year opening kind of day. It was like nine thirty. Yeah. Zoe and I were finding morels, <laughs> and we kicked two birds out of treetops. And like we had already been to spot eight, yeah. moved the truck. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you gotta think this is two, three hours after legal. Yeah, I mean they're they're just like big bucks. If they don't have a reason to get out of their bed, they don't they don't have a reason to get out of their bed. They don't they don't feel the need. Rick, I'm already getting a lot out of this well, podcast. And then, You're gonna have to come back. Well, and the white turkeys work. They what? The, the, the white so, turkeys work. You've killed one bird in your life. Motherfucker, please. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 tom gobbles and the hens come to the tom. Yeah. So when you're yeah. turkey hunting, you're trying to make shit work the opposite direction yeah, you have to of entice. nature. So so yeah, if if the tom's got some hens up there in a the tree with them, or if if there's no like Listen. hens around, you know why the hell would he get down? You know if he's if he's dominant, if he don't think any of them hens around his area are ready, he might he might just he might not get down yet. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah, my right? bird, my bird. <laughs> the the year before last, I had a rainstorm moving in. And I knew that this bird, I, I roosted him the night before with a coyote call. Okay, so you, you have to kind of think out. Sometimes I, I will trigger my, my truck alarm on my truck, make it honk real loud, and mm-hmm. it makes some shot gobble, you know. Uh, guys use the crow calls, owl hoots, it's, it's overused. I, I don't, think. yeah, like I don't like yeah. to, um, one, I don't like to call that much because I've never yeah. been very confident. I just got a new locator call this year. Yeah, you got a top secret weapon. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's a Uh-oh. it's a woodpecker call. Ooh. It'd be like I don't know. So it sounds a little. Our like, boy Walt was telling us about that. Yeah, it's like true. when you, you stop you, the buck, is that the same noise? <laughs> it's very similar. To that. <laughs> no, that's man. I watched that doe film the other day. The the doe you shot and the at the uh, the creek crossing where you same, hit a same sound. Like it's the worst <laughs> map to stop a deer Dude, I've ever heard. Because I'm focused, motherfucker. Rick, do you, do you and I go to make a noise and nothing goes out of my mouth. So I, just, <laughs> I used to be I used to be big at stopping the buck in his tracks, but I don't. I let them. Um, I naturally let them try to. I try to, but there's probably a, there's a, there's a point. Well, I missed the one buck because I didn't stop him. Well, I have stopped them, and they've said I went mad, and they go gone. See you later. Yeah, instantly right. They they jump the string a lot on me if. Uh, if I stop them, if, but them. if they're chasing a doe hard, I've almost yelled at them. You have to. And I mean, they, they don't stop. And it's always like they take that extra, like, and then they're behind that a full, tree. Yeah, that and then you're fucked. It's like it's over. <laughs> you see the steam coming out from them breathing behind a tree, and you're just like, oh, no. It's too. It's just the wrong spot. They always know where to stop. Oh. It's terrible. Ain't that the truth. Yeah, it's terrible. So. Yeah, uh, well, see. <laughs> my mass ain't that bad. But trust me, I got a wing in the truck. I could let you borrow. It's no big deal. I can let you have it. I do the hat thing. Hats aren't the same. It's, I, it's I did not, but it's, it's, it's not terrible. I know, I know. Um, I did the hat, but when I started doing the wing, I noticed a, a big difference. Like to Is me, it the whole wing? 
It's no, it's just the it's the part that they drag when they uh, yeah. when they stretch. It's like the real colorful wing feathers. The white and black. Yeah. See, that's, uh, that's what I use. I disagree with all this. Why? What do you think? Because I think I'm gonna go out there with some shitty mouth calling and maybe a crack couple slates and I'm gonna kill turkey. <laughs> So, Simple as that. Someone has told me, okay, if you Because I think turkeys are just just stupid big big chickens. Someone is, uh, well, it might have been Walt, said, you turkey hunt, let's say you're, you're 10 days a season, right? Out of the 30 days you can hunt them here in Ohio. There'll be one of those days that the turkey, if you know where the birds are, if, if they're on the piece, there'll be one day that that one feels froggy and he's coming to whatever you're doing. You get, like Kyle said, you clap, you know, two rocks together and they'll gobble. There'll yeah. be a day that he's coming, no matter what. Yep. Yeah, and I, I, it's it's like it's just like a lot of these other a, a lot of pretty same thing for deer, same same thing with a lot of these animals that people hunt. It's like when just like just just by happenstance they just happen to go the other direction. It's like everybody in the world's like these are the smartest animals in the woods. Like they're just so smart. Mm-hmm. They just knew to go the other way. I'm like ah. I think you just wanted to turn right that day. I just don't think they're that smart. I don't think they're smart. <laughs> I think they're just really edgy. They're always well, on edge. Yeah, because because they're Rick, how they're, many uh, turkey they're a prey. I you know? every weekend, and uh, I don't work Fridays, so I have the joy of going down there on like Thursdays. Okay, roost, rooster bird, and then I can hunt Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, yeah. so you travel a bit. It sounds like, and do you stay overnight yeah, Thursday night? A, then? Yeah, I have a place down there that we stay. It's a, oh, nice. like a deer camp. Maybe uh, you, you don't got to say yeah, where bass, but but, <laughs> but you got a place to stay nearby yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. Nice. Yep. A friend of mine has forty acres, and then we just stay down there. It's national, around a whole whole area, so it's sweet. Yeah, it's a sweet setup. That's that 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 is nice because Dave and I have talked about roosting birds, and we're like, fuck, do we drive? Let's call it an hour to two, and then drive home yeah. at like not like because it's yeah. kind of light uh, till like eight nine o'clock or eh, about eight eight thirty. Mm-hmm. You're like fuck, dude. That's a late day for an early morning the next day. Yeah, I'm gonna drive an hour and a half, walk in the woods an hour, try to roost some birds, then walk out a half hour, drive home, drive home an hour late. and a half, sleep, get back up at four, go go and then go and try to hunt that bird that we roosted the day before. Like, I'm just like, nah. Yeah, you'd have to camp. I spend enough time out there. Just walk, I'll just walk in there in the woods where I know some turkeys are at. I'll hit a couple locator shit in the middle of the night. I'll hear a couple gobbles. I'll go set up near that. That was... And uh, and I'm going to just shoot one off the roost. And if I don't, you know, I'll probably just you drive home. And I'll do that like five times and I think I'll kill one. <laughs> <laughs> that was David. We would be turkey hunting and I'm like... He's like, I don't want to call to like the birds in the piece right now because he'd be yeah. like, oh, let's locate our owl hood him. I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I know they're in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, maybe we'll just let them wake up. So we go to a, a high spot that we like mm-hmm. that we start the day at. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty good to tell us if birds are right or left or I don't you know, straight. Hear, yeah. Because you can hear a couple ridge systems and you're like, okay. It and, does. I say what the the, the that does. Turkey hunting, I have liked how it, it has taught me about, it's taught me about the hills a little bit, because mm-hmm. about how much a difference is you can hear, like, in these, like, little spots. Like, you might think you're in, like, a high spot, but you're really not. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, like, a vocally high spot. Like, there's a big difference, you know. There are certain areas where you can just hear way further than other areas, and it's, it's just kind of, a, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of just... Kind of teaches you a little bit about the hills, how they work and stuff. Yeah. How the sounds bounce around. You got to figure the wind's doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of, it's kind of, I don't know, 
I, I kind of like, because we, we just started turkey hunting a couple of years ago. Like five, seven, whenever Whitetail Experience <clears throat> started. 2018 was that turkey film that we, we okay. filmed. Yeah. That was my first year turkey hunting ever. I dabbled a little bit in college just because. Oh, I'm sure I went out and just with like a gun once or twice yeah. before, but. I wasn't turkey. Me and Anthony Peasy were running around the hills of Meigs County. Uh, <laughs> my, my family had land down there. It, yeah. There's a decent turkey Just population. thinking you're doing, knowing you're, what you're doing? Oh, dude, we thought we were going to kill them. Actually, we roosted birds the night before. I'm pissing. Y'all can talk about it. All right, nope, we're going to take a piss break, and then we'll talk both. We're all together? Might as well.